0: Two brothers, when united, form the Disney Majors, fighting the powers of evil with their mouths. Here's your hosts, Jake and Eli
1: Hollingsworth!
0: I'm Ela Hollingsworth and I'm joined by my brother and co-host
1: Jay Hollingsworth and hello everyone Welcome back to the podcast And
0: today is another Saturday And we have come back We're
1: trying to get back on schedule Even though we kind of We were supposed to upload on Tuesday But then we were going to try Wednesday But then we just uploaded on Thursday Mm -hmm. But we're going to try and get back into the Tuesday-Saturday schedule For the most part Even though we're struggling a little bit Yeah But Um, we will get back nonetheless
0: Yeah so, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're slowly getting back on schedule. And,
1: uh, there's one specific little piece, one tiny little piece of news as we go yeah, down. It's totally, not very big. It's nothing, nothing too big at all. It's just very under the
0: radar, very low-key. So this little piece of news, we're getting more and more pieces about this news every day. So, um... <laughs> And if you don't
1: know, it's just some little thing that Scarlett Johansson sued Disney for putting for putting Black Widow on premier access. And if you're wondering why, here's the reasoning. When she signed on to do this, it stated in her contract that Black Widow would go exclusively to theaters and not Disney Plus premier access. But because of everything that's going on with the world with the COVID-19 whatever, they just decided to put it on Premier access anyway. And from what we can tell, it doesn't seem like they asked her permission to do so. Mm-mm. And so she's getting mad and she actually and she actually sued them for saying that they violated her contract. And Disney comes in with saying, there is no merit to this whatsoever. This is especially sad and distressing. in a kingless a disregard, I'm pretty sure I polish that word, disregard it, for it, the horror... Uh, a callous disregard. Okay, especially said uh, they said it is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Disney does not care. You can clearly tell and they're just saying, "Oh, you can't sue us during the COVID nineteen pandemic." No, she is very much aware of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Disney is just being stubborn.
0: Yeah. So her lawyers or her agents actually responded and were basically just like. Hey, that's incredibly dumb. Trying to use her like the global pandemic against her, saying that she is unaware and being insensitive to a global pandemic is absurd. And trying to, and they also said one of their other arguments was like, oh well, she has enough money. Um, Another money off of. And they're saying, well, that's also really like insensitive. Like you're trying to, trying to weaponize her own salary against her. Um, so that came out yesterday, and today. Another now- thing
1: is wait, wait before the Kevin Feige oh. thing. Um, a, jo- Johansson's lawyer John Berlinsky has also said, John Berlinski, it's like no John secret Hans- that Disney is releasing films like Black Widow <laughs> on Disney Plus to increase subscribers and thereby boost the company's stock price, uh. and that it's hiding behind COVID nineteen as a pretext to do so. But ignoring the contracts of the actors of the artists responsible for the success of its films in furtherance of this short-sighted strategy violates their rights, and we can look forward to proving as much in court.
0: Ooh. <laughs> so Disney's getting ripped to shreds. Yeah, this is uh, not good for good old for battle, Chapek. Uh, it seems uh, the mouse is, is uh, probably... It's safe to say that Premier Access probably won't be back anytime soon. Which we already said that they canceled Premier Access, but now I don't think that they're ever going to um it's ever going to come back. So,
1: also, because of this, other Disney actors whose films have been put on Disney Plus are considering suing because of what Shawn so- so- yeah. Johansson has done. It doesn't say which ones, but I'm pretty sure we can guess considering which films they put on Premier Access. And also, now some may be be wondering, what does Kevin Feige have to think about this? Yeah. Now, keep in mind, he hasn't officially made a statement yet, but apparently, here's what is what's being said. Feige is a company man and prone to corporate shutdowns and shouting matches, but I'm told he's angry and embarrassed at Disney. He lobbied Disney against the day-and-date plan for Black Widow, preferring the big-screen exclusivity and not wanting to upset his talent. Furthermore, the report says that when the, when the news hit the fan, the movie started tanking and Johansson's team threatened the le- litigation. Le- but he tried to get Disney to make this right with her, but apparently they're not. Well, I think they want to get this, but not the word is Disney wants to make this right, so then they can
0: stop all this bad press. Yeah, and now it's being reported that Kevin Feige is threatening to quit Marvel Studios over this issue.
1: That I think that's a little that is a little far fetched to me. But it wouldn't surprise me. I
0: mean, uh, Kevin. I mean, you know, he's got to do what what he's got to do. You know, I mean, if he's if he's got to get Disney to listen, then I mean, I'm fine. You know, he's got to do what he's got to do.
1: I mean, I get. I mean, I get. I get that, but I don't think. But but still, that, that seems a little far fetched. It seems like people are jumping <laughs> conclusions a little too Sorry. fast. But the lawyers made a good. But her lawyer, also Charles Johansson's lawyer, made a very good point that Disney is using COVID nineteen as an excuse to drop their films on Premier Access just yeah. to like, boost
0: their stocks. Yeah, and that's then, a and very then good calling point. Calling out on being insensitive to a global pandemic. So that's a yeah. That, that that's a very good point. So, I mean, if you're wondering... If e- Kevin Feige really is threatening to quit, then, I mean, good on him. And good on Scarlett Johansson for suing Disney, because they're just...
1: Standing up to it,
0: yeah. This it should be eye-opening for them, and, and and getting them to be not so full of themselves. And
1: So, usually in these kind of situations, I don't really like to take sides on who did what. Usually, like like, it's usually... I don't really like getting in on these. Like, for example, the Gina Carano thing, I didn't really want to, like, take sides in, like, that. But here, things are a little bit more serious, I feel like. Like, I'm you, like, choose sides, and... And it's not political. I see both... I can see both sides of the, of the thing. Like, I, but I honestly would say that Johansson... Is, I think Scarlett Johansson is actually doing the right thing
0: here. Well, yeah, like I said, also with Gina Carano, that issue was kind of a political issue, also, because... And it was kind of her own fault. A well, it was... They, they fired her because... M- partly because she was expressing her political beliefs.
1: Yeah, me. she kept doing it over and over, and kept being told to stop, and she wouldn't listen. Mm,
0: so this... But this is not political at all. This is just Disney... <laughs> Disney's ego and money, so... Uh, I think it's very easier to get, like, to, to be able to pick sides, and I... Yeah, I picked... I mean, I'm thinking Scarlett Johansson's side. She's yeah. doing
1: she's doing good. Good honor her for suing Disney for this. Yeah. And now apparently other Disney actors are good. Might might do
0: the same thing because of this. Yeah, which is you know good on them. Um, so that's I guess that can be our poll for today. Who's who do you think is in the wrong here, Scarlet, Who or which side? Whose are you Whose side on? are you on, Scarlett Johansson or Disney? I think I know which one's gonna win. Yeah.
1: Um, so... But then again, at the same time, both of them have plenty of money, but still, Scarlett Johansson is still doing the right thing. Yeah, if
0: you're listening on Spotify, vote down below in the, on the poll, who, whose side do you think you would choose, um, in a court of law, per se, I guess. Um, do we, that's the big news. What, do we have any other...
1: No, that was a very low-key news. Um, Just but, well, there was actually something for The Flash, actually, oh, okay. and something relating to the set. So I didn't know this until recently, but apparently there has been an accident on Ooh. The Flash set, Ooh. and it's apparently leading to it being shut down temporarily, possibly, I'm not too sure about that. But it says that in a statement on Ver- to Variety, oh, a spokesperson for the movie studio confirmed that an accident had happened on location in Glasgow. I don't know, if I th- it's somewhere in Scotland. I'm pretty sure I watched that. What name. is
0: Ezra Miller? or What? But Bob that the individual
1: involved was not seriously hurt. So here's oh, what happened. So it was like
0: an injury type
1: thing. An accident occurred while filming *The Flash*, where, thank- where thankfully nobody was seriously hurt. The crew member involved received immediate medical attention as a matter of protocol. Hmm. We take the well being of all of our employees seriously and have strict health and safety procedures in place on all productions. And so, apparently, what it was, I think, because of all those videos of those Ben Affleck stunt double driving the Bat Cycle, mm-hmm. apparently, what happened was the person who was following the Bat Cycle getting the footage had, an, had a crash into something. Oh, like, really? I don't know what he crashed into, but apparently, there was a crash. Or was he like filming and then he tripped over a trash can? No, but it was on set. It was like an on set accident and he crashed and they had to stop. And I think and he's a very important crew member, so they had to uh, stop.
0: Like a cameraman?
1: Yeah. I guess Impulse would say that's not very crash at all. But um.
0: Wow. At least you're getting new material. Yeah. I should join Jungle Cruise and be a skipper.
1: At least the ride, anyway.
0: Yeah, so um, that's another thing. Jungle Cruise came out yesterday. We're going to be doing our review of Jungle Cruise today, so don't you guys worry about that. Um, But in uh, other news, let's move on to our main topic for today, which, as you can see, is um, we're talking Peter Pan theories today. Uh, Because Jake has had... One little thing that he suggested while we were watching, which then sprouted into two major theories from the mind of Eli Hollingsworth. Well,
1: Jake needs to say his theory.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so go ahead say your little theory.
1: No, no, I keep going with the same that That's That That's all I
0: was saying. <laughs> oh, okay,
1: so here's my theory. I never pointed this out, so I know my theories have been hit or miss in the past. A lot of them have been like the, like the most famous one is the Mon Mothma one I had about so which was proven wrong. There's also
0: this one little <laughs> one I had about Aladdin and Mowgli being related. That, that wasn't a theory, that was a joke. <laughs> yeah. That, that, was, a- that was not a theory. That's not allowed to be a theory.
1: Well, it could be. It could be possible. No, it can't. Anyway, so I'll talk about this later. I'll talk about it the Jungle Cruise episode. But anyway, so as I was watching this movie, I was sitting there watching it, you know, just because we have to watch for the podcast. And then I realized that. The dad? Oh, not the dad. They're they're whatever he is to them. Mr. Darling is his last name. He's such a darling, you guys. But <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Strike two. So Mr. Darling looks Mr. and Captain Hook look very similar, I've noticed, and and they also sound very similar as well. If you put them next to each, if you put voice lines of them next to each other, you hear the similarity. That got me thinking. Could be. Sorry. Could these two be related in some way? I'm like, I'm not saying that they're brothers. Well, the brother one's possible, but like, could they be related in some way? Like, because like Captain Hook, we all know, loves Peter Pan, even though it's not what you think. like, that was weird. Hang on, let me that. Captain Hook does not like Peter Pan, and so, uh, and so he's obviously like always trying to kill the kid because he's a bratty kid. Well, in Hook's eyes, he's a bratty kid. Yeah. But, okay. but when Mister Darling, whenever the. Whenever Wendy, John, and Michael are always talking about Peter Pan, he's always like, "What? Peter Pan? He's a criminal!" No, he doesn't say he's a criminal, but he's always like, "He, whoa, he do to my children?" He's always like concerned about him. But I can, can draw a line of comparison between Hook and Mr. Darling when it comes to Peter Pan. They look similar, they sound similar, and they have similar reactions to Peter Pan. So I think that Captain Hook and Captain Hook and Mr. Darling are related in some way. I'm not sure how they're related. Maybe they're brothers or cousins or something. But they're related in some ways, my theory.
0: I'll tell you how they're related. Uh, This leads to the the big boy Eli theory. My theory's better. Um, And this theory states that what if Neverland and Peter Pan and the Lost Boys and Captain Hook and Mr. Smee and all other associated characters relating to Peter Pan and and Neverland are just figments of the Darlings' imagination. Now, um, let me explain this. So, notice that none of the Neverland characters are ever seen by anyone else but the Darling children. Yes, you could argue the end of the movie, but you could also argue that that was just a cloud shaped like a pirate ship. Um, That's that's what it looks like in the movie. But, so the, the parents leave the house, and as soon as they leave the house, that's when Peter Pan comes in. Now, granted, in the movie, he could have just been waiting for them to leave so that nobody would be startled by his That's arrival. That's what was happening. Um, but within the context of this theory, we all know that Peter Pan is just a figment of the darling children's imagination, and he comes right then and there because um, only the children would be able to see him. Um, also notice how... So uh, the movie is, with this theory that I just came up with, is, uh now states that the movie is just... All taking place within the children's imagination. Um, so they obviously know the Peter Pan stories very well, and since they love them so much, they want to be a part of these stories, and they kind of make their own. All
1: kids who grew up watching this movie, they just the imagine their series. own little
0: adventure. That's what that's what that's what the movie is, according to this theory. Um, and like, notice how well. So they know Peter Pan stories. So in the movie, they're always talking about how Wendy makes up Peter Pan stories. As they don't really explain. So Wendy has read stories about Peter Pan, or at least she's made them up. Um, which is odd because it doesn't seem like she's ever met him before. And so this is you know leading to uh, Wendy just makes up a story about Peter Pan. Um, and also at the end of the movie, the darling children, we find them in the house and they're asleep. So, um, so could it have been a dream. It could have also been a dream. Which it, I don't want to say it was a dream because then all of the children are dreaming the same dream and they're all in. Well, then dream. if it's a thing their imagination, how are they be flying? They just imagine that they're flying. They ima- what they the, what they imagine is that they all fly out with Peter Pan to Neverland and they have this little. Thing so they're always in in the room the entire time. Yeah. Mm. Everyone does that. Every little child imagines that they're flying. They fly out their window and fly off to a different place. Also, True. with this theory, going off of yours, the reason that Captain Hook and Mr. Darling are so similar is because in the children's imaginative Oh, I think story, I know where this is going. They based Captain Hook off of their dad. I knew it! I Who knew they see knew that. as Peter Pan's greatest enemy. Um, so their dad is... Because <laughs> they look somewhat similar, but obviously the dad is... A lot. Plus,
1: that's Peter Pan.
0: a lot rounder per se than captain hook is <laughs> right, by the way like he uh, he um is a bit more plump than captain hook is so i i think they just imagine their dad as you know the evil villain in their story um so that's one theory here's another theory that i have when i was watching the movies, two theories came up of my one theory well, this no, this didn't really come off of yours. Yes, it did. You just admitted it. No, I, I, that first one came off of yours, but this is a completely different theory, and also it doesn't even have anything to do with the one that I just said, um, or the one that you said. So, when I was watching the movie, I sat there thinking, Michael looks a lot like Peter Pan, and I got me thinking. Oh no! What if Michael becomes Peter Pan? uh no that sounds crazy doesn't it no sounds crazy no i did not believe that for a second let's all so michael is obviously the youngest one there right no he's the youngest one there he's like the little toddler baby um but i think that peter pan the legend of peter pan as as um you know wendy described to them is you know inspires michael to take on the mantle now obviously michael darling doesn't sound anything like Peter Pan, um, but later down the line, Michael would have um, taken on the name of Peter Pan to honor the, the character and uh, become Peter Pan and uh, stayed in Neverland. Now, more on that later. But So, Michael, throughout the movie, he continues to, so first of all, he's the first one to start flying. Um, granted, he's the last one out the window. But he's the first one to start being lifted off the ground. He's the first one to start thinking a happy thought. Um, and um, start flying. Now- Peter Pan is not a mantle, it's his name. I know, but.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> you said take on the mantle of Peter Pan. Okay, you can't well, not take on that. the mantle, take on That's his Pan. That's like name.
0: if Miles Morales were taking on the mantle of Peter Parker. Uh huh, okay, great, yes. So, sorry, I misspoke. Take on his name, not his mantle. Okay, fine. Um, so, um, also, you, you know that Peter Pan says in the movie, he doesn't ever think about, um, how to fly, and yet Michael obviously hears how to fly, so he thinks about it, um, but Michael is the youngest one of the group, so therefore Peter Pan might not just remember thinking about it, he just... Um, has just been flying for as long as he can remember since Michael is such a young child. Um, Also, when the kids fly to Neverland and they land on the cloud and uh, Captain Hook shoots a cannonball at them, the first one, actually the first one to see Captain Hook's ship is Michael. And the first one to react is Michael. He reacts before Peter Pan sees Captain Hook's ship and before the cannonball is shot at them. Um, So, a little instance of Michael's quick reflexes there.
1: Yeah, well he was just pointing out the pirate
0: ship, but, that, but he didn't know they were going to fire on him. He was the first one to see, and he was the first one to move out of the way when the cannonball was shot. Um, also, when the children were hunting the little Indian, um, the little Indian, uh, the Native Americans, and uh, actually Michael was the first one to notice the Indians. Uh, let's take note of that. His sharp Peter Panish skills mm. coming into play. Uh, he was the first one to discover that the Indians were watching them. The Native Americans were watching them. Um, and there was one other thing I was going to say. Michael is the only child to defeat a pirate at the end of the movie. He is the only child to deal any sort of damage to Captain Hook's pirates. At the end, he puts a bowling ball inside of his teddy bear, and he hits it's a guy a on the head of it. actually. Oh, right. What did I say? Bowling, bowling ball. ball. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a bowling line. I guess that shit. party was really getting rolling. Strike um, three. He is the only child to take out a um, Jolly Roger member. And notice he is also the youngest one there. So that says something. Even John is just like, Go away, you big man. And he's just hitting him with his feeble... I like John. Don't make fun of him. I'm not making... Well, I'm making fun of John in this one instance. Like, I'm just... I'm comparing. Like, he's like... John's, like, hitting the big man with his little flimsy umbrella, and it's not even doing anything. That umbrella is a man's umbrella. And then Michael comes in and, bam, hits him on the head. So already showing his incredible Peter Panish strength, as well as... He's, like, two. Maybe three. Um, And he can, like, lift a cannonball and... Well, never mind. Um, So, already showing, yeah, his uh, bravery in the midst of danger. Um, Now. Is that all? (laughs) So, this theory is also suggesting time travel, too. Oh, there it is. Um, So, notice that Peter Pan. So, Peter Pan says that you never grow up in Neverland, right? So, suggesting that Neverland is an island of perpetual. in a perpetual state of time where time doesn't move. And everyone just kind of stays the same age. Time doesn't pass, I think. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't t- pass in Neverland. But Peter Pan—if in the movie they're suggesting that Peter Pan has lived in Neverland his whole life—then um, he would technically still be a baby because time doesn't pass in Neverland. So Peter Pan hasn't been in Neverland his whole life. No, he would not be life, a baby. Per se. No, because if he was like born in Neverland and he's lived there he his whole life, he wasn't born in Neverland. Exactly. He was born in the Darling No, household. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> Um, so, Michael, seeing the legend of Peter Pan... So is that just said Michael goes on to change his name to Peter Pan? That's what I just said. You did? Yes, that's what I meant. By oh, sorry, takes, I wasn't listening. He to takes on the things. mantle, I meant he takes on the name of Peter Pan. He changes his name to Peter Pan in honor of the legend of Peter Pan, anyway. Um... So Michael is inspired by the Peter Pan legend that he... And the adventure that he goes on in the movie. And so... um, Later down the line, when he's about Wendy's age, maybe a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger, who knows. um, Older. He decides to think of some happy thoughts. And he decides to take a trip back to Neverland. Where he becomes a permanent resident of Neverland. um, And decides to take on... Well... hmm. So then what happens to the original Peter Pan? Um, So the original Peter Pan dies in an epic battle with Captain Hook. An epic final battle. Um,
1: So he basically becomes like Spider-Man, dies, and there's like a Miles Morales type character that comes in to take his
0: place. Yes, exactly. And uh, so then Michael takes on the name of Peter Pan in honor of Peter Pan. Um, And he decides to use the magic of Neverland that has never been fully established um to um here's where it gets sketchy stay with me everyone he goes back in time to the night that Peter Pan met him and he being Peter Pan meets himself and takes himself on the adventure that will lead the younger him to become Peter Pan and then the loop is never-ending. It's just a big fat loop of Michael and he goes back in time to himself over and over again. Um, obviously the theory at the end there gets a little bit sketchy. Obviously the whole thing is a little so, bit sketchy. So!
1: Let me just say Jake's analysis,
0: getting ready everybody. Oh wow, so, here we go.
1: Eli's theory is that Michael is going to become the next Peter Pan, yes. just by doing what Peter Pan says, by thinking happy thoughts, and then all he does is point out the, and just all he does is point out the Jolly Roger, which is Captain Hook's ship, and then Peter Pan's like, oh, he's firing. No, he doesn't do that in the movie. But like, then he fires the next scene. So just because whenever Michael does something, that means he's going to become the next Peter Pan, and so Peter Pan becomes like a mantle name, and he changes his name to Peter Pan, and, he, and then they all of a sudden he time travels Yes! Yeah, no. That's not true. I'm not believing that
0: for a second. It's um, definitely one of Eli's patented crazy theories here on the podcast.
1: It's honestly worse than your Toy Story theory, I'm gonna say.
0: Wow. Your Toy
1: Story theory is better than this.
0: Well, you
1: know, I don't like either. But if I had to pick, I'm gonna pick your Toy Story one over your no, over this Michael one. The other one was be- The other Peter Pan theory you had is better than this one. And my Peter Pan theory is better than this one. Did you like my Wally one? Wally one was a little far fetched, but good.
0: Okay, this one it's a better.
1: Far-fetched. The Wally one's better than your Toy Story one, also.
0: I like this one. I think this one's. interesting. I don't like the Michael one. I like the other. I mean, one. yeah, it is a little crazy, very crazy, very far fetched, but I think that it has some merit. So, what do you guys
1: think of our theories? What do you think of Eli's two theories, and what do you think of my theory? How far
0: fetched do you think Eli's Michael theory is? <laughs> well, you can't. Uh, well, we're already doing a different poll, so... Um, I guess you'll just have to let us know at themoviemajorspodcast at gmail.com, bam. Let me know if you agree with me that you guys
1: Michael Deer is So, without further ado, while we're on such a Peter Pan, let us travel to Neverland.
0: But first, we must go to this sponsorship. All right, we're back, and we're ready to talk about Peter Pan. So, um... Our behind-the-scenes nugget for today, right off the going right start, into it, aren't we? Yes. Starting with our behind-the-scenes nugget for today, our behind-the-scenes nugget is that Peter Pan was originally intended to be the second Disney feature. Whoa, film. that's crazy! Um, so the, <laughs> the reason it wasn't is because of um, just kind of where animation was at at the time didn't really live up to walt's um expectations and like his his plans for the movie so we kind of had to wait for animation in general to catch up with his with his hopes and dreams for it to uh, for the for the peter pan movie to be made so because Walt well, disney is always ahead of everyone and
1: everything so he has to like wait for technology to get he there. was always ahead of everyone. i said that
0: you said is
1: whatever you know <laughs> what i mean
0: yeah, well, um, anyway, that's that. So that's our behind-the-scenes nugget for today. I hope you enjoyed. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Bad so, joke. Yeah, that's our behind-the-scenes nugget. And now we can get into talking about the actual movie, on our uh, our thoughts on the actual movie, not just...
1: And you know, so, of course, this movie is just a great classic Disney film. Yes. In the Silver Age, even though I don't think many... Even though I will not consider many of the Silver Age Disney films classics this is one this is one of the few that i consider classics but this is a very good film it's everyone's it's every little kid's favorite movie disney film which i'm pretty sure it was Mm and um i'm sure sure that it was for a lot of disney fans when they were younger but it's just a great it's a really great classic film it has like all the characters of course everyone knows everyone's names and stuff like that it's just a great story
0: all the characters you know they stand out the story is is um fine it is kind of most of the story is kind of people just going off and doing nothing. Um, no, it's not. Well, yeah, it is like literally the whole midpoint of the movie, and like I mean, I guess you could argue it's part of the story, but like the the middle part of the movie where the children and the, uh, the children, well, like, well,
1: it is like that, but it's better than Alice in Wonderland. When does it feel like it's episodic? Well, no,
0: it's not episodic. What I'm saying
1: is. So like, I know I'm saying that it's not that they're doing it better than Alice in Wonderland like, because it doesn't feel episodic.
0: I mean, obviously the, the story is not uh, Woody saying or not Woody. Why did Wendy. I say Woody? No, um, Peter, not Woody. Um, I was looking at a where'd picture. you get Woody from? I was looking at a picture and it had Woody in it, and I was, and that's why I said Woody. Um, so obviously Peter's not going. Okay, guys, we need to do this by a certain deadline within three days. We have to make it to this point in the other land in neverland now let's go 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 and it's like you know we got uh, you know i hope you guys uh appreciated my japanese there um so there's no driving force there's no like deadline there's no like no driving force in the story it's like let's explore around neverland and um i don't think they sound like that when they say that no but so like at the midpoint of the movie after wendy gets shot down
1: Which, in the original story, was much darker. Like She actually got shot by an arrow in the original story, which is
0: super Uh, dark. Yes, I know. A lot of things Um, are
1: darker in the original story. Yeah.
0: So, after that part, then Peter's just like, what do you guys want to do? And then um, Michael and John are like, we want to go see some Indians. And so then they go off and, like,
1: and and then Wendy's like,
0: I want to see some mamates. And so, like, they both go off and just kind of see what they want. Now, granted, that's not much of an that's not much of a criticism because then that leads to uh, the boys getting caught by um, the Indians, which is a major plot point, and Peter and Wendy saving Tiger Lily from Captain Hook, which then brings them back to Michael and John and the boys. So I guess you know that's not really a criticism. Never also- mind, I forgot to anything.
1: Also, about the Wendy being knocked out of the sky, there's something that I want to say about Tinkerbell in that. What? I know that she's usually a shining star a lot of the time, but in that, cho- in that scenario, she didn't make a very bright choice.
0: But up no. Okay. Um, Two right so, after each other. I, I mean, I... I, I she's a shining say,
1: star, but in that situation, didn't make a very bright choice. You, you just said that. I know. It's just to clear it up, make sure people can hear it.
0: So, she obviously... <laughs> There is still no driving force to the story. It's just so like there's no deadline or anything. Um, but there, there that, that is a story point. Yeah. Okay. So that. So never mind. Forget I said that. Um, but now you guys, guess what? What? This won't do. What's the matter with you? All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Dust?
1: Dust. Yeah. dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Come on,
0: everybody. Here we, we go. Oh. Here we go. This is it. Think of a wonderful thought. Here's a very really little thought. When you call the man, 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 you can fly, you can fly.
1: Oh this song brings back memories
0: Don't be taken in by his welcome grin He's imagining how well you fit within his skin <laughs> Never smile at a
1: crocodile Oh yep never I remember this song Never <laughs> talk Never run Walk away
0: Say goodnight not good day Clear the island never smile at Mr. Croc all right, so that's "Never Smile that, at a Crocodile." No, that, that
1: song brings back memories because one time for school, when I was like fourth, it's the third or fourth grade, I had to like I was in choir, which I've never done again, and um, it's we, it was this thing where, that we had to do where like we had to like get up on stage and sing the song "Never Smile at a Crocodile." Yeah,
0: you know, which I didn't think was a real song from Peter Pan, actually
1: i didn't i didn't think it was from peter Pan. i heard i just know it was based off of that and i remember having to sing that for choir and singing that all the time like practicing and hold, having our hands folded while singing and that was part of the thing nah, that i had to do I remember that. <laughs> did you have to sing that
0: i don't know if i had to sing that specific song i don't think
1: you did i think it was just me
0: but i did do that same type of thing like i song, um what was it um it's a small world
1: yeah, uh, I, remember, I, think, I, I think we both sang A, a was Small like a, World.
0: There was like a Disney theme that year. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think I think we... I remember singing A Small World.
0: Yeah, it's a small world. But there's it's also that world.
1: American-themed one that we did.
0: Uh, the American-themed one? Like, what? it was like
1: for choir, we had to sing like American-based songs. I remember for one that my class sang, some guy started clapping, and it was like, they, like started a whole bunch of people like clapping, like clap, clap, clap like that.
0: Slow clapping?
1: Yeah, slow clapping. But anyway, um, that's enough. Of this enough of that. Let's talk about the most popular pirate before Jack Sparrow came in. That's Captain Hook. Yes, yes. So Captain Hook is good in this movie. He's a, he's a, kind of a goofy pirate because that's what Walt Disney thinks that pirates are as goofy bums. Mm. Well, Captain Hook's not a bum, but the crew's but the crew is. <laughs> yeah, the crew. Okay. But yeah, but. But Captain Hook, like, before Jack Sparrow came along, he was probably the most popular Disney fighter. And he was really good yeah. in this one. He's very evil. I mean, he just wants to stop this kid from being a brat to him.
0: Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, you know, he's still evil. He sends a bomb to Peter Pan, so... But it was his birthday. No, just kidding. Uh, I don't think it was Peter Pan's birthday. Actually. No, it was
1: not his birthday. He just put it in a present, and that's why I made that joke.
0: Uh, um. Yeah, I think Captain Hook is definitely... The most popular Disney pirate besides Jack Sparrow, probably Jack Sparrow. Besides Pirates of the Caribbean, no. Characters. If we had
1: to go by Disney popular Disney pirates, it would go Jack Sparrow, Barbosa,
0: Captain Hook, probably. Okay. Besides any, well, yeah. Okay, yeah. There, yeah, yeah. Because
1: Barbosa is also very popular. Mm.
0: And well, and Mr. Gibbs, and so if you just kind of group all the Pirates of the Caribbean characters together, Captain Hook is number two. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think that's how it would
0: work. Um, so, also, what was I going to say? There was something... Uh, oh, yeah. So, if you notice, like, the, just the, kind of the vibe of the pirates on the Jolly Rogers crew, um, they definitely resemble a lot of the pirate designs in Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Um, I think that the Walt Disney style of, of pirates is definitely prevalent in... Um, Like, everything he... Like, Pirates of the Caribbean and this. Like, I just think the pirates in Peter Pan that are a part of the Jolly Roger crew, um, they just resemble and just kind of have the same vibe as the pirates on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Now, in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, they obviously change up the tone and the vibe a lot. Added a bunch of new characters. Uh, Um, Jack Sparrow, for one thing. So, they just had a different tone for those Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Um, So... Obviously, it's not as prevalent there, but um, I think definitely in the ride and here, there's definitely a Disney vibe um, with the pirates. So um, that's the, that on the pirates. Um, so another thing. So the uh, what was I gonna say? The uh, Peter Pan as a character um, is likable in this movie. He's a very likable character. He's a he's a he- heroic character
1: but in the books or books in the book he's not a likable character he's no. creepy yeah he stabs pirates in their sleep in the when they're flying neverland he just completely ditches them for hours and then comes back mm. and then like when one of them was like one of them michael in particular when he's falling he's about to hit the ground he doesn't wait. he waits until like the last second to save them
0: mm.
1: and he was always like running he's like always like running like i say he's always running ahead of them and he would come back like come back after like 30 minutes or something like that
0: yeah, so, which it makes it seem, so in the book it makes it seem like Neverland is much longer of a flight, whereas in this it's, you could fly, you could fly, like two or three minutes, bam, they're in Neverland, so.
1: And another thing that you was know, in the book that the movie never did is that, um, they actually cut back to Mrs. Darling, like, wondering where their children uh, yeah. had gone. I remember that part. And then the Wasp Boys go back with them, I think.
0: Go back, yeah, they go back to the Darling home, yeah. But
1: the movie changed that, and they didn't do that.
0: yeah. Um, because Walt well, Disney was a huge fan of the Peter Pan stage play, which is originally what it was. But well,
1: he didn't think that Peter Pan was very likable, did he?
0: Well, no. Well, I just don't understand. Like, he was, like he saw that play and he was like, "Wow, this is amazing stuff! I gotta make this into a movie." And uh, I'm like, "Yeah, well, okay." I I just think that's like really cool about all these Disney films that he, like, takes these stories and then he just finds, like, a little little nugget in them that's, like, likable. And then he's, like, he's, like, I see something here that might be, that has the potential to be something else. And then he completely changes it and makes it his own and makes it, like, completely classic and yeah the
1: love he finds his own little behind the scenes nugget in these movies in all these stage plays and stories that he sees no i don't think he researches behind the scenes of, of these projects how could no? he research behind the scenes back then because we didn't really have well we did have computers but they weren't as advanced as
0: they have today research doesn't have to mean internet good point you can research in library books are talking to people.
1: Who does Who does that anymore? Researching in the library. Uh, the old
0: eighty year old man that listened to this podcast that now just got his feelings hurt. Sorry, eighty year
1: old man. A Sorry, Joe podcast.
0: Billy. Whatever your name is. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't know if there's if there is an eighty year old man that listens to this podcast. Then congratulations, sir. You um, have completed a feat. Um, so what was I talking about? Well, Disney. You get the
1: official movie majors pin.
0: Well, this yeah, you're you got the Movie Majors approved stamp. We need to make a Movie Majors approved stamp like keep talking about it. We need a pin it. that people can put on their shirts. Yeah. Um I need to I need to cuz like, cuz cause cause I'm always talking about it. I'm like you get the Movie Majors approved stamp, and we don't have an approved Movie Majors approved stamp. So maybe we'll make one one day. Um, yeah, we should. So <gasps> any movie
1: that we like, like any new movie that comes out we should that we'd like, we should you should like find a way to edit on approved. As in, like, who may approved approved it?
0: Well, that's, that would spoil our review on it, then. Never mind. If we were looking at the cover, oh, they liked it. Okay. Uh, unless they're, like, hardcore listeners, then they'd listen. But... And they want to know why we like it. Yeah. So, um, what, what was I talking about? So, Walt Disney likes Peter Pan, stage play, fun, blah, blah, blah. Peter Pan obviously was changed from the books in this movie. Books. Um And, oh, one thing. Okay, so real quick. One thing that I forgot to mention in my theory that Michael is Peter Pan is the connection with Wendy, because obviously Wendy is Michael's uh, older sister, so um, if you're trying to argue that Peter Pan and Wendy had a romantic relationship, um, then I could, like, that would be a little weird, obviously, for Michael to be in love with his older sister. Um so my rebuttal to that is arguably Peter Pan/Michael slash Michael at this in the sticking back to the theory is may not have been into Wendy just loved her as a sister um because he never makes any romantic yeah, movements there's not no. really too many romantic implications Sure, you could argue there's that part in the beginning when she tries to kiss him. But if you notice, Peter Pan's, like, backing away. Slash Michael is backing away. No, not Slash Michael. And is, like... Because I'm sticking to the theory. I'm talking about the theory here. So so he's backing away. He doesn't want to kiss her because he knows that she's his older sister. And he wants to be a respectable young Michael darling boy. Um, And you can argue that Peter Pan's also more into Tiger Lily than he is... Or maybe even Tinkerbell than he is into Wendy. Yeah, I think I think you can make that a point too. Yeah. He has a lot of girls that are into him and uh if if you had to rank them based on his level of interest, I'd say Wendy is probably ranked at the bottom of that list because um he likes Tiger Lily a lot. He 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 doesn't really acknowledge Wendy except a little bit. And Tinkerbell, he says that Tinkerbell is the most important thing in the world to him. So um yeah, I think that he doesn't really have any romantic implications on Wendy. Um, sorry to crush your dreams, folks. So, um, that's my little thing on that. Sorry to crush your dreams. But, yeah. Uh, I don't think there was any romantic implica- imp- romantic implications between Peter and Wendy. Uh, I think it's just it's brotherly, sisterly love, whatever. Um, yeah. and he's more in a So, that would have been a plot hole to my theory, but I have just given my rebuttal. So, BAM! And, um... Is it a far fetched theory? That this might even tie more into the uh, into the our talk about the actual movie itself, because um, also it is a little sad that what seems like the main romance in this movie—you can say that Wendy's into Peter Pan. Honestly. Yes, you can. You can say that because as soon as they meet, she tries to kiss him, and she's like so jealous when he's with dancing with Tiger Lily, and
1: Tiger Lily really does the kissing to him, which is yeah. like the Indian way of kissing. Well, she didn't kiss him. What was that thing on the nose then? She just rubbed his nose. Oh, I thought, I thought that was the Indian way, Indian's way of kissing.
0: Mm, I don't know. Native Americans say I don't think you're allowed to say Indian anymore. Oh, yeah, because also
1: that's the thing that's well. fallen under controversy nowadays. is the way that Native Americans are represented in this movie is the way they're treated like Indians in the old days, mm. which is how they were back then, but now that's falling under controversy. And I can see that a little bit, like, I, I still think it's a little
0: ridiculous yeah i can see a lot of aspects where they're like being um neglatory i because guess it's like, like what makes the red man red yeah obviously yeah but...
1: that can definitely be seen as controversial mm-hmm. controversial sorry
0: yeah so but i mean yeah again it's a different time so um i like kind of living a different time i just kind of like the atmosphere of neverland um most of that gives credit to mary blair who is the concept artist we haven't really talked about mary blair at all on the podcast but she's arguably the most like iconic um concept artist at disney she designed basically everything for it's a small world the ride um, oh that person and she did the designs for this movie she also designed a lot of the stuff in alice in wonderland uh I think she started work by working on Melody time maybe was her first movie um but she just has a very nice visual flair and just very iconic and um just like just yeah just like the definitive um artistic flair that is is prevalent in all of the movies that she does that she works on the concept for because I mean Peter Pan. The uh, just the, the the atmosphere of Neverland, I thought was very um, cool. I really liked like it's just a world that you want to go to. Oh, definitely, yeah, It's Just, oh, very, cool, yeah, just very, very cool so. the way it was put together. Um, Neverland itself, uh, so that's something that I enjoyed about uh, Neverland itself. And I like the ne- Neverland. Um, the the characters are cool. I still would have. I'm still. I'm a little concerned about Cannibal Cove. Um, that's where everybody eats each other. Yeah, I, I, I was questioning that. Like, he's like, oh, he could be at Mermaid Lagoon. He could be at Cannibal Cove. Oh, no, that's Indian Tadoy, blah, 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 I'm like, Cannibal Cove. We never go there in the movie. But as Alan stated, to be right there, I think that's where they are, actually. Uh, I think that's where his ship is. Is in Cannibal Cove. Um, Yeah, to go across Crocodile Creek. It's like, Cannibal Cove. That just begs more attention. Like, what? Are there what cannibals? Just a bunch of cannibals living there or something? I guess. I really like to know more about Cannibal Cove. It's it was a little disturbing to me that we never like either go back. Well, I don't to think that. you're supposed
1: to read too much into this because it's just like one little mention of it. So I don't think you should, you should think. Yeah, too but bad. like
0: it's like, what? What? There's a whole cove that's named after cannibals. What? What's that about? What and then they never the explain it. Man, so. Oh, you're not supposed to sing that. It's offensive. Sorry, everybody. That's... I think you spell Shanghai? That's weird. Yeah, that's how you say it. No, I I said that's how you spell it. Ah. Oh, this is a good song. Ready? You guys, listen. Woo! Woo! Please don't okay. Following the lady. Oh. Yeah. Ah, I always I always come into early. <laughs> it's just a nice little sequence. following the leader from that's prison. nice that's,
1: that was a cute little
0: scene yeah I like, I like you know it's a catchy song too so yeah that helps um, <laughs> yeah I just um,
1: this is a very good movie it's, it's very a very good movie. movie it's very classic I can see why like, Walt would want to wait on this one
0: yeah I, I, it, it turned out very well very classic <laughs> yeah. very awesome great great movie I'd probably um, give it like an 8 out of 10 probably yeah I'd give it 8.5 maybe even a 9 no I, I go 8 I really enjoy it it's a really great yeah movie. it's a good movie Uh, Yeah, so Jake, close us out, baby. And
1: so that closes out our adventure, in Neverland, where we can... That closes out our flying adventure, everybody, where we can never land, but... uh, and so be sure to go check us out. Be sure to go watch Eli at Hollingsworth Enterprises and watch Viet at JVH Studios and watch for the WhatsApp Minecraft Madness, Hollingsworth Gaming, and the Movie Majors YouTube channel and through the eyes of a team, which will, be going under, which will be undergoing changes soon. We'll get back to you on that. Be sure to also go follow us on Instagram at the Movie Majors YouTube channel where we never post anything, but maybe we'll start posting stuff at some point. Be sure to also go check out the x podcast that I have with Eli Spencer. And, and you'll hear us real soon. soon.